We're here with another bird and uh, or another animal, and uh, we're in, in a, a bird place. What are we talking about today? Birds. Birds. So we are talking about birds. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about them. Well, they're amazing creatures. What do you think of when uh, you're thinking about birds? When I think about birds, obviously flying, feathers. Um, I think of skinny legs. I think of eggs. So... Those are some of the things that come to mind. I think fast, you know, that someone can be falcons and some of those fast birds I think about. So, so yeah, the number one thing you, uh, you mentioned was flying. Uh, they're designed from the ground up uh, for flight. You know, so they're actually designed for flight, everything about them. Well, that's what, certainly that's what the evidence suggests. Okay. Uh, so, you know, just... For instance, when you look at the bones, okay, uh, our bones and mammal bones uh, are pretty solid. You got the marrow in here, and solid, and uh, all the bird bones have hollow bones. And you can see uh, this looks like a structure. I'm an engineer, and this looks like something you would 3D model and do finite oh. element analysis to design, but. This is inside all the, the birds, and so this gives them incredibly light weight. You know, they, they well, I'm thinking it's lightweight, and, and I'm thinking at Thanksgiving when I look at the bird bones that are broken right. usually, or anytime I have like uh, a, a goose or something like that, that they're absolutely hollow. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense now. And so it keeps them lighter, keeps them point, buoyant, definitely. So, but they're uh, you know definitely strong enough. Uh, for the purpose that they put a lot of stress on. That's why you have all these beams and girders in there. Uh, but they're strong where they need to be and just design ideally when scientists or engineers look at them. Yeah, kind of like when we build a, a high rise, we build it with great support. They have support, yeah. but also it does, it's not overweight. You know, just like if you built a, a building with too much weight on top, it would fall down, right? It would crush it, the, the support on, on, on uh, underneath it. So it's got to have showing enough support for that on top. But that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be uh, like us. That's amazing. Amazing. And so even engineers have studied that structure and uh, learned from it. Wow. And you're an engineer, so you know. Yeah. That's, I'm in a different field. But, uh, no, that's okay. But I'm sure engineering is broad. But you just kind of get a base study of some yeah. of that stuff. So. And... So uh, another uh, thing is the lungs are designed very different from ours. Okay. Our, our lungs are pretty heavy, and the air comes down into these tiny little air sacs where carbon dioxide uh, from the blood uh, goes through a thin membrane into the air, and the oxygen goes into the blood. It works beautifully for us. Okay. Uh, but the birds have a much more efficient system. What they do when they uh, breathe in, three-fourths of the air just goes into these chambers and hollow bones and uh, air sacs, and a fourth of it goes into the lung. Then when they're breathing out, all that air comes in and gets processed. So even when they're breathing out, they're still getting fresh oxygen. Gotcha. Then uh, instead of these little air sacs... Yeah. They uh, have capillaries set up, 
where they're stitched together and air goes through one tube, blood goes through the other tube, and they've got uh, thousands, maybe millions of these tiny tubes uh, in the body. Gotcha. And they're set up in countercurrent flow, uh, which is something I, you know, with that, that's the most efficient uh, system that they could have. Gotcha. Awesome. So here's a uh, peacock feather. Uh, when you look at that, uh, does anything immediately come to mind, a feeling or... Well, I see a lot of things that come to mind. The color, obviously, I'm always drawn to blue. But then I'm looking at these, and it almost looks like there's a bunch of strings uh, that, that, like, you almost you, you yarn like. Or, you know, the other thing I think of when I think about that is like a filter for, like, a, a vacuum, you know, kind of uh -huh. those tight, tight uh, circles that you use to put around, like, a filter. So, Well, Charles Darwin uh, wrote to a, uh, a friend of his, Asa Gray, who is a Harvard uh, botanist. Uh, so they'd write letters across the ocean. Yeah. Um, and he said that um, when I look at the feather in a, a peacock's tail, uh, when I gaze at it, it makes me sick. And, uh, you know, can you imagine this making you sick? I, I think most people would be... Uh, uh, thinking about the beauty of looking at the peacock. Yeah. Um, but Darwin's trouble with it was he was very good with imagination. If you read his book, Origin of Species, he always uh, talks about the evidence, how it looks like it's designed and everything, and then you'll switch gears and say, but in my imagination. But he, he couldn't even imagine a story. Uh, Behind that, eh? And so that it bugged him about the eye design for a long time, and he kind of gave up on that. But this one uh, was still bugging him. Gotcha. Uh, but is there a practical use for the the feather being that way? Well, we don't know. So you know, the story was always uh, it was for mating. Uh, that makes that sense. To kind of wave it out, and yeah, yeah, certainly makes sense. Yeah. We right. see that with other species of birds where they put their feathers up, try to look pretty, and, right. you know, find their mate. So At, at least some studies were showing that uh, the quantity or brightness or uh, whatever, it, it didn't seem to be having an effect on uh, the selection. Gotcha. Uh, so I, I think there's probably some debate on that. Okay. So, uh, but certainly it, uh, you know, gives us something to appreciate oh yes very pretty a lot of a lot of cool things and it's not only that feathers design they're laid out in a pattern you know with lots of different feathers yeah they're specific pattern. very yeah so obviously it takes some design to go into that and so there's about a dozen different kinds of feathers okay uh we think of flight feathers yeah the wing primarily. yeah down, my favorite that I sleep on at night. Yeah, from a goose, and yeah. got the tail feather, which obviously is a little different to help with flight. Mm -hmm. Contour. What, what's the difference between a contour so, and a wing? So it's uh, uh, at the edges. Uh, it's 
Also, uh, it's for flight, but it's not providing the main strength and thrust. It's uh, kind of uh, air Complimentary. Yeah. Okay. And so if you look in the design of the feather, you've got this main shaft, the rachis, and then all these barbs coming off of the barbules. And it's just an incredibly uh, complex. There can be a million tiny parts in there. And it has all these sliding joints, which is a uh, very... Uh, and a spider joint is there. Yeah. Need a bird to uh, come eat it. Exactly. So uh, uh, it's strong, but incredibly light. And with these uh, moving joints, uh, you always need lubrication. And so the bird's provided with a gland in its back, and he knows to go get some with his beak. And I always wondered it. where that where that comes from. So the, the gland is actually on their back, and they grab it and, yeah. and help spread it out throughout their, their feathers. And so the bird has to know it's there and uh, uh, know when to do it and everything, too. Yeah, makes sense. Wow, that's amazing. And they have incredible eyesight, uh, both for distance and uh, color. They have a lot more rods and cones, uh, so they see uh, some colors that we don't see. Gotcha. That's interesting, yeah. where you got the, the vision of what they see versus us. Very different. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and that an eagle can see uh, prey like the rabbit from a couple miles away. Isn't that crazy? You think about they can see this, you know, football fields away, they can see this rabbit or this mouse, and they'll go after like an owl or a bird, you know, yeah. uh, eagle or whatever. I'm always amazed. Yeah. And another thing that's uh, amazing is uh, the migration patterns of some of these birds. Uh, so this guy, the uh, parents uh, go up to Alaska and lay some eggs. Okay. And they hatch. Uh, the parents take care of them for about five weeks. Okay. And they're big enough now to... Uh, fly? Not... Uh, Maybe starting to fly. Okay, and, starting to be able to move on their own. But they're able to get their own food, and uh, uh, the parents just take off and uh, leave them there. So the little the chicks just keep growing. Okay. And uh, then one day when they're big enough and strong enough and the wings are right and everything, they decide to take off, and they fly 2,500 miles nonstop to a tiny island Laysan in the Pacific, in the Hawaiian island chain, and then rest there for a while and fatten up again. But, you know, how can that... How would they know to go to that one island? In all the ocean, they know to go to that one island yeah. to, to find refuge. That's amazing. And, and if you make just a tiny little error one way or the other... Yeah, you're completely off. Yeah. Yeah, one degree. You run out of gas at some point and that they're really they're almost out of gas uh, uh, energy uh from their stored fat uh at that point so you know they're uh designed to get just enough to make that flight well, that's awesome and then they fly another 2500 miles to uh some of those 
other islands. In South America. Huh. And then, uh, then they come back, uh, and the whole process starts over. Wow. That's amazing. Just absolutely amazing to think about how they do that, and they know they do that. Wow. And so, you know, uh, uh, it's you know, discussed in the Bible uh, about birds' migration. Uh, uh, Jeremiah 8, uh, it says, Even the stork in the sky knows their appointed seasons, and the dove, the swift, and the thrush observe the time of their migration. But my people do not know the requirements of the Lord. So, even he acknowledges them. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, so, it certainly, uh, uh, you know, if you're given the choice of thinking, well, maybe on one hand they're created and the Creator gives them all this knowledge, uh, the other uh, theory that's uh, believed by many is just that. Well, it's blind luck, you know, they... That happenstance. Uh, yeah. Um, but nothing seems to be happenstance. The entire uh, universe uh, came around and and then life appeared on its own. You know, that, that violates almost all the laws of conservation of matter and energy law, biogenesis. Uh, well, a whole bunch of them. I mean, and then the odds, you got to do mathematical odds. You got to have two of every species. How, how, yeah. They have to be able to mate. Every step of the way is very questionable possibility. All to all to, for them to try to not to acknowledge that possibly there's a God. Isn't that amazing to me? So they go through a lot of loops to try to prove that. Well, you know, have you heard the uh, uh, theory of dinosaurs turning into birds? Turning into birds? No, I've not. Over millions of years, that's been popularized uh, in recent years. Okay. That's over millions of years. They disappeared into birds? Right. And okay. In fact, they, uh, you'll hear uh, T-Rexes are still around. They're chickens now. Hmm. Uh, and so you'll get... That really doesn't make sense, but okay. You get these kind of cartoons of starting with a dinosaur... And then number two and three, what they don't mention here is there's no physical evidence. It's all imagination. Well, there must have been something. Well, it's all imagination because when I even look at like this and I'm thinking like how big that bird all of a sudden looks from dinosaurs, I mean, you know, like that reminds me of like Lord of the Rings almost. So where the birds come down and grab Gandalf and the things. Uh, yeah, you know, that, that's all make-believe. So I, I don't even know how somebody would have to, again, Seems like a lot of mental gymnastics to get to there for me. Yeah, so. it, it's not. There's a very superficial. They kind of stand in a similar posture sometimes, maybe. But but the, the thing is, is every system has. We've to been be alive now, and we've been recording history for thousands of years, and we've not seen anything that even comes close to that. Mm -hmm. So that just doesn't make any sense. So what do we got here? So this is Archaeopteryx, uh, which was. Uh, promoted as a so they found this uh, dinosaur Sinocalyopteryx it means Chinese beautiful feather and they didn't really find feathers what they found was these little uh, hair like structures okay. which um, you know, they think were going to evolve into feathers say millions of years later and then evolve into a bird millions of years after that now what those could be 
is uh, just fibers from scales. Uh, we see that kind of thing happening out in the desert when the scales are uh, uh, out in the sun and decomposing. Uh, but anyway, they found uh, a Sinocaleopteryx that was preserved so well they could see the stomach contents. And it had two birds uh, that looked like that, like uh, fully modern birds. Gotcha. Uh, that it had had for lunch. And then it got buried uh, right after that by a, a big pile of mud. And then he fossilized. So we saw the birds in there. Yeah. And so there's no need for him to evolve into a bird. There's you know, plenty of birds around. Perfect. So no, no. Again, very odd that people always find it interesting that people think we evolved from anything. It's just really odd. There's not been really much in you could really even grab in the two, three, four thousand years that we've been writing history. So interesting. All right. Yeah. What else you got there? Well, that, that's about it. Um, I do have uh, a scripture uh, from Job 12 that I think is relevant. But ask the animals and they will teach you. Or the birds in the sky, and they will tell you. Or speak to the earth, and it will teach you. Let the fish in the sea inform you. Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. You know, that he's saying that all, all creatures really know who their creator is. And, uh, and we should, too, and worship him uh, uh, all of creation, really. Uh, oh, that's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much. Well, thank well, let's you. go catch another one. Sounds good. You're safe.